Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is uh, September 30th. The time is about 11.30 am. Reddy Noon PC is conducting Zoom conference calls every single day from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. Please announce your name. Uh, sorry, please raise your hand and let Gayatri know if you're a newcomer. We want to see your face. If you're a newcomer, you'll be given preference if you show your face and if you let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer, you've never asked the question. Anshu? Hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, so Rahul, I have a particular question about, like, I changed my job in January uh, 2021. And at that mm-hmm. time, I did not apply for the extension of H4, H4 EAD. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been told that I can still apply for H4 EAD, even though it is not 180 days before uh, my spouse. That, is... That, is, that is right. Okay, so I, I still have the chance to apply for H4 EAD right now to get the extension. Is that yes. right? Yes, and when is your wife's H4 expiring? It's uh, December 2022. I would strongly recommend you file right now. Okay, okay. And Rahul, because like uh, I've been also... They're taking about... a long time to get the H4 and EAD approved. So if you want to use our help, Gatri is going to give an email. You can contact us. Sure, sure. And Rahul, like for the premium processing, I've uh, been notifying that September something will be moving for that. Uh, uh, you... What, for you, for you. Uh, we don't know. They've been, they've been keeping on telling about it. We don't know when it's going to come. For you, I just file it. It doesn't okay. make any sense. Okay, okay. But it will come surely, right, Rahul? Like, uh, at least I don't know. Is... I don't know. There's no surety okay. on it. Okay. But thank you. Thank you, Rahul. That's all I have. Tagrajan. Gayatri, give him the email address, please. Sure, Rahul. Tagarajan? Yes, yeah. Hi, good morning. Um, yes. I have a question. Um, so I had been in US for like for the past, past like 10 years and uh, I have used my max H1B cap. And during the process, like uh, my wife got her I-140 approved. So I applied for my H-4 and H-4 EAD and been like working for the past like three years. But I haven't, I mean, nobody had filed like I-140 for me. So my question is, um, can somebody file an I-140 with the max cap like that I already used? So you already have an I-140 approved with the previous company? No, 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 no. Nobody has filed any I-140. Um, I worked okay. for like uh, uh, H1B for six, I mean, close to like uh, five and a half years for one company and thereafter like I switched and thereafter like uh, uh, I haven't like applied H1B or like, I mean, basically like I maxed out my cap. So where are you right now? Where are you on India or USA? 
Tagrajan? Tagrajan. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in US. Yeah, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. So what visa you are in right now? I'm in H4 and I have my H4 EAD and I'm working based on that. So your, so. your question is on H4 EAD, can somebody mm-hmm. file for a green card application? And if they do, first, is, first mm-hmm. answer is yes, they can. Okay. So will Second that be is like a... If, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Second is if you want to resurrect your H1B based on this I-140 approval, you can after this I-140 is approved. Okay. And so if somebody files an I-140 for me, will that be like a different I-140 or like it would be like a um, no, individual? No. I- okay. Just like the way your wife's employer filed an I-140 for your wife, it'll okay. be the similar thing. There's no need. A lot of people under assumption, you must be an H-1B to file for an I-140. You don't need to be. Okay. Okay. And uh, looks like I might not be able to have like enough cap pending on my H-1B timelines. So do I need to like switch wait, my wait, H4 wait, to h Yeah, sorry. Why do you have to go to H1B to apply for the I-140? Okay, okay. No, I was thinking about that. Sorry. I mean, maybe, you don't like need, I said, I was... You don't need... Okay. You can be on H4 and they can apply for the green card. Okay, okay. And uh, uh, I, I switched my employment back in 2017. Until then, like I had my um, H1B and H4. So, and can any employer can file or like only, um, is there like any specific? Um, um, any employer like, can file, but why would any employer be willing to file for you? Okay. Can anybody give me a million dollars? No, they can. I mean, you can give it to me too, but why would you give it to me? Okay. 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 So, so any employer can technically file for you, but it's okay. preferable that you ask your current employer to file it. Okay. Okay, sure, okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Raghu? Hi, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, my question is like, uh, I'm, with, uh, uh, I'm getting a lot of disturbance. Raghu, I can't hear you. Gayatri, can you hear him? No, Rahul. Let's go to the next caller then. Tushar. Hello, Rahul Garu. Can you hear me? Yes. A quick question, Rahul Garu. So, say my date becomes current in the October visa bulletin, which is which is tomorrow, right? Uh, how does USCIS work? I mean, do they work on the received date of applications or do they work on postmark date? So basically, if I send my application today, will they accept it tomorrow or no? No, they don't go by postmark. They go on the receipt date. So if I send today, I mean, it's my date is not current yet, but just a hypothetical situation. If I send today and if it reaches tomorrow, which is the first of the month from October. which the bulletin is current. Uh, I mean, so let's, my say, priority let's date say if is your current. prior date is current in October, you can mail it today. I can mail it today? No issues, Absolutely. right? Okay. No issues. Thank you so much, Rahul. Roy? They do not go by the mail date. They only go when they receive it. Good, Roy. Yep. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, my uh, priority date uh, for final action date is current, and I file my 485, 765, 131 all together on uh, last of op- basically last October in 2020, right? So I finally got my EAD and AP approval. 
uh, but uh, my 485 is still pending. The dates have been current for three months since July, but no action has been taken. My point, uh, my question is, if I get another offer from a company B, and it's been more than six months, right? And my 140 has been approved, which was an amendment, so it was approved recently, like in June, with the concurrent filing. Can I port uh, jobs under AC21 clause? Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, okay, and, you can. And do I then have to proactively file the 485J or uh, do I wait for the RFE uh, for the USCIS to come? How would USCIS know that I have changed jobs? Yeah, this is this is where a couple of lawyers differ on. Some people say to file it. Some people say don't file it. If you don't file it, is it illegal? No, it's not illegal. I recommend filing. Okay. But some people again, say, some, some yeah. lawyers say that I will wait for the RFE. Are they completely mm -hmm. wrong? They don't have any sense. No, they are proper too. This is my opinion. That's my opinion. I'm not telling they're wrong. Right, right, right. But but again, there is no, as you said, there is no nothing illegal. The reason I'm saying is because since my 140 and 485 were concurrently filed and 140 was approved, do, do you think that the chances of 485J by USCIS is anyways reduced because 140 was recently approved? Like even if I don't change my job. I didn't get the point. So normally 485J is sent if you know your 140 has been approved from a long time ago, right? Uh, but if well, 140 is just approved because I had to file an amendment, do you think I'll be getting a 485J uh, right now? RFP? You mean no, 485J RFP? Yeah. There are some people we are noticing 485J uh, RFPs are coming. Very rare though, not many people. Okay. Most of okay. the people are just getting the approvals though. Right. So that's what I was getting here, here to. Is a, here is a problem, Roy. When you okay. move to a different company, your existing company might withdraw your I-140 application. That okay. will trigger a big problem for you. That's the reason we recommend filing a 485J supplement. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Sudhakar? Hi, Rahul. So good morning. So my question is, I filed my um, 485 last October. And I got the medical RFE and submitted my medical RFE on June 17th. And online status was not updated. And my date was current from September 1st. So uh, I come, I tried to re reach out to the customer care center, but they were not seeing uh, the medicals received or not received or whatever. So uh, you there are, there is a client that just actually send an email to me recently. I mean, um, actually yesterday he sent an email to me. He filed a freedom of information as 485 application. Guess what? It says the medical was been received. Okay. Okay. This is a guy who actually did it by interfiling. He did not even have an RFE. So you can keep on trying calling them, file a freedom of information. It's become so easy. It's, uh, so it's F-O-I-A U-S-E-S, Google it. You can file it you'll come to know whether your thing has been reached there or not. Okay, so thank you. And uh, the second question I have is like, if, even if it is getting delayed, right? Can I use, I received my AP and EAD combo card. Can I use this for the travel purpose? Um, your I-140 is approved, is it right? Yeah, yeah, long back. Yeah, absolutely. What's wrong? You can definitely use it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Abhishek? 
Hi, Rahul. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my I-140 and 485 was filed in October, and I interfiled by medical in uh, July. Now, mm -hmm. if I get an RFE for medical, so it's beyond 60 days of the uh, doctor signing it. So is it still valid if I have another copy of the signed uh, 693 form sealed? Okay. Yes, for you only though. Anybody else who's hearing to this one, don't take it yes. The reason is that medicals are valid for two years if you have taken it after you filed the for application. Did you get it? Yeah, so yeah, my medical was after filing of 485. So that's valid for two years. So if you get a fresh copy of it, which signed, it's valid for, you can you can still send it if you get an RFP. Okay, and even if it's beyond 60 days of signing. That's right, that is right. That's only right. for you, but not for any other who are listening. Okay, because the doctor said that, you know, you will get another RFE if you submit this one. And, I, I know, uh, they know, the, they, they, yeah. they don't know the rules. Okay, thank you. Next person, please. Sachin. Hey, Rahul. This is uh, Sachin. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hey. So actually, uh, this question is on uh, behalf of my wife. I'm on H1B. My, my wife is on H4 and she has H4 EAD. And she has been uh, working uh, like for a while on H4 EAD. So her H4 and H4 EAD got approved after her H1B got approved. Her H1B was filed for the very first time, uh, like in the lottery, by her employer as a change of status. So her H4 and H4 EAD got approved after her H1B got approved. So I'm not sure, like, uh, like can she start to work from October 1st or, or, or no? The last action rule is a little bit confusing, though, because even though her H1B has been approved before her H4 is approved, the H1 is becoming active when tomorrow. Yes. So technically, that means that tomorrow is the last action rule should work. Okay. So can but, you go to EFT? But I would do one thing though. I would have her go to Mexico and come back, showing the H1B to come back, so that all doubts are removed. Okay. And you may ask a question. Hey, she doesn't have a visa to come back into the United States. I already know that. There is something called automatic revalidation. If she goes to Canada or Mexico by using the 797 I-94, she can come back into the United States. Gayatri is going to give you the link for the article that I've written on it. So like, can she go to the DMV uh, taking her uh, uh, the H-1B approval and making sure she, that she has she, 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 That's in, instead of DMV though, do this one, it'll be much better. And then afterwards, you go to DMV, it'll be much better. Because I've seen some problems in the DMV in that. Okay, all right. Thank you. Uh, Going to Mexico and coming why back. Why are you confusing me now? Why? Next person, please. Rishabh. Hello. My name is Rishabh, and I have a question for my wife. No. So, regarding H4EAD, our marriage certificate mentions my spouse's new last name, but her passport and visa mentions her old. I mean the maiden name. Would US USCIS consider the, consider this as a discrepancy? If yes, no, should we absolutely not? No problem with it. So what you're telling is that let's say your wife's last name was Rao before the marriage. In the marriage certificate, it says ready. Absolutely not a problem because your name is ready. You're good. Okay, thank you. 
Next person, please. Said. Hey, Rahul, good morning. Uh, uh, my, I have my I-140 approval notice uh, uh, for EB2 category from my employer A, and the effective date is, uh, priority date is October 2012. And now I'm working with the, excuse me, working with the employer B. So my question is, uh, 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 so employer B has not filed my uh, EB2 or EB3 category right now. So uh, my question is, uh, if I should I have to wait uh, until this EB2 guitar become a current to file adjustment of statement I am 485 with the previous employer, or uh, should I go and downgrade now for EB3 category? And number two question is, uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having, some, the, I'm having the, some technical difficulties here. Give me one second, though. I'm having some technical difficulties. Give me one second. Can you repeat okay. again? I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry about that. Okay, no worries. So, uh, can you hear me uh, clearly? Yes. Yes. Good. Okay, good. So, yeah, my question is actually, uh, I'm, uh, I have my 140 approved, approved notice for EB2 category from my previous employer. And uh, effective uh, priority date is October 2012. And uh, now I'm working for employer B. Uh, for with him, with them, I have not filed my uh, EB2 or EB3 yet. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. if I had to go and file, uh, should I have to wait until the my EB2 category become current uh, to file I-1485 with the previous employer, or should I downgrade with the EB3 with them? With if with the previous employer, I'm going to downgrade and file it right now. Okay. Okay. I mean, you and you have the boat. Doesn't matter which boat it is. It's an island, okay? You don't know when the next boat is going to come. Okay. Or if it's going to come at all. You have a boat, get on it. Okay. okay? Thank you. And uh, with the... Otherwise, uh, you'll be coming to this island every single day for the next 20 years. Okay, sure. And with the new employer, should I, wait, uh, should I go with the EB3 or EB2? But first go with the previous employer. Okay. And then you can go with EB2 with the current employer. EB2 can be converted to EB3 or EB2. Um, so I'm fine with either way with the, with, the, with the current employer. But first thing, go to the old employer. If he's open to it, you jump onto his board. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next person, please. Honey. Hi. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, uh, my H1B is going to expire six years. It's going to expire on 29th October. Mm -hmm. which is one month from now. <clears throat> my I-94 has 10 days extra, obviously, like 8th uh, November. Mm -hmm. And uh, my perm is filed on June 4th, uh, which is not going to approve by the time uh, six years expires. So is there any options that I have? Uh, I can stay here. Or... So six years is expiring in when? Uh, 29th October in a this... month. This Are you married? Yes, I'm married. What's your wife's legal status? H4. Why are you contacting us five years and 11 months? Uh, I got to know very recently about this. So what did you uh, got to know that you were six years since? Uh, no, no, about this opportunity. Uh, I, I, I Even my Canada work permit is also filed, but it is still in process. I gave the biometrics. I don't know how much time it will take with us. No, um, one thing is that if you want to stay though, you may, I mean, you can request for a B2 if you want to, but it's not advisable though. It may be better that you leave the country. 
I already have B2 uh, valid for me, uh, business visa. No, that's not valid. You'll have to go outside the country and come back to have it valid. Okay. okay. And especially once you have been in the country for six years on H1B, we do not advise that you come back on B2 visa. Okay. Also, is it advisable to uh, leave the country early? Uh, is there any benefit if I leave two weeks before or I can stay all the days? So it's, it's better to leave one or two weeks before. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Because the reason is that if you get another I-140 approved by somebody, then it's easier for you to come back without subject to lottery system. Okay. So two weeks is required. That's advisable. Next person, please. Okay. But you need to plan these things earlier though. And, and even if right now also, there are ways around it. You may want to consult a lawyer privately. There is nothing though. Right now you have to leave, but you may still get an I-140 approval and restrict your H-1B though. Okay? Okay. Okay. Next Thank person, you. please. Arjun? Arjun? Hello, can you hear um, me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Arjun. Yeah, I'm going to go to the next two callers and I'll answer the um, chats, guys. If anybody has, just put it in the chat, I'll try to answer. Good, Arjun. Yeah, hi. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I have a question. Like, I'm right now working on H480. Um, my wife uh, has her own uh, 485 applied and my old employer, Vaya, also, I applied my 485. Right now, um, I'm not working for my old employer. I got my uh, EAD and AP uh, on my application as a primary and my wife as a derivative. So I'm waiting on the, the GC, of course. So if I travel on the EAD AP uh, and come back on AP, uh, I can still continue work on my H4 EAD um, and my wife as well on her, her, on her no, own you would be you would be considered to be married to the additional status if you use her advance parole. So I will be considered as I've been um, married to EP, EAD and AP. both. That is right. Okay, so that's okay if I move to EAD AP because it's a two-year validity, no issues. But my wife's H1B, what will happen? She can, she has to be... She, she's also traveling or she's not traveling? Traveling with me as well on the EAD AP with me. Yeah, she will also lose. Uh, she will also be getting married to the, yeah, getting married to the. Of yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Next caller, please. Rajkumar. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thanks for having this call. So uh, we received. Uh, uh, medical uh, reminder letter for uh, mm -hmm. submitting the medicals, uh, mm -hmm. but we already submitted uh, in uh, the original package itself. Uh, but we got like this is a like, courtesy letter. Uh, please submit, submit again. And all that. Yeah, submit again. Submit again. Oh, but but our lawyer was telling like uh, uh, we like kind of it's company uh, sponsored one. So I asked the lawyer. He was telling like uh, uh, not responding or like kind of uh, saying uh, no need. It's not like kind of proper response or something. So here is the thing though: when you don't want to take any chances, don't take any chances. If it costs a little bit money and if they want to punch in a little bit, I'll take those punch. But I don't want my green card to be delayed. Okay. Let me explain you one thing. 
I got my green card in 1996, May of 1996. If there would have been 15 days delay though, in June of 1996, the priority date went back. It took six years for the people to get the green card afterwards because the dates went back. You don't want that to happen to you. You want to be me. You want not to be the person. So if they're asking for medicals, you don't want to fight with the picks. Just give them. Okay. And our I-140 is still pending uh, ready. So do the, we, do the premium processing. Yeah, uh, right we, now, the premium processing is getting accepted very good. Oh, okay. We, we last, we tried like uh, three times, three times. Oh, they, no. Now, now it's getting, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I would recommend to do it again. Oh, perfect. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Next person, please. Dinesh. I'll take the last caller and I'll go to the questions, guys. Hello, Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking the call. So I have a question in, uh, in reference to NIE letter uh, for visa interview. So is it mandatory uh, to have it on a company-sponsored, I mean, company's letterhead? Or can we draft our own letter and uh, get it signed? By, by signed on what letterhead or if they don't even want to give a letter uh, if they don't even want to give on the letterhead though that shows that they don't like you uh, no that's not the intent they wanted to do that but uh, our company has its own attorney and they're charging around six thousand uh, dollars for drafting the nie so it was just six thousand dollars yeah <laughs> and I have my interview somewhere in November and uh, like it's not sure that NIE is required if travel ban is lifted right so I'm just exploring options uh, if I can just draft my letter or take attorney from like attorney self from outside and draft it and get it signed on a letterhead or yeah getting signed on the letterhead is very important though okay okay okay, okay then uh, does your team help? Uh, Rahul, uh, one, one quick follow-up question. Does your team help with drafting NIE or is it something that they have to collaborate with the employer? Um, you can give all the details and make a consultation with uh, Stephen Brown or Christina. They can draft for you. But you have to give all the details before you even speak with them. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, let me go to the questions, guys. I have about four minutes. I have another conference call. My previous employer has filed I-140 downgrade in October of 2020. Date was current. Date was current, 12-14. I don't know what that means. So when approved, I've been received yearly. They're acquired by another company filing it. They claims to be, I need to determine whether I should return, rejoin the previous organization. So, satisfy. Uh, if your I-140 is approved, assuming I-140 is approved, if the and you file the 485, you don't have to rejoin. You can just move on to another company, ma'am. Uh, that's fine. You can have another company file a 485J. There's no requirement that says that you have to work for the company for you to get the green card or after you get the green card. There must be a job offer and there must be an intent for you to go there. Uh, we downgraded EB3 last October. I-140 approved, medically submitted in October, fingerprints done in May. It is in Nebraska. We have not 
uh, got our EAD, our prior date is 2013. Well, there are a lot of other people who did not get EADs, ma'am. You're, you're just one of them. Um, Rigved, uh, we don't know if they have allocated the number to you or not. There's a lot of pressure, especially with a lot of people writing letters. Uh, there is a chance that they may allocate the number, but we won't come to know if they have allocated the number for you or not. It's not a public information that they'll give it to us. My daughter is uh, F. F1 got EAD based on 485, never used it. She's turning 21. She, uh, she, doesn't have an, uh, she doesn't have to apply for F1. That's a question. Well, I don't know if your I-140 is approved and if the final action date is current. If both things, I-140 is approved and final action date is current, current though, final action date, not filing dates, then she doesn't have to go to F1. Absolutely, she doesn't have to. Those are three things. I-140 approved, final action date, is current. How can we get 10 year old for 797s? How long it would take? You can file a freedom of information, but they may not be able to give it. The best way to go to is go to the company's lawyer that filed it and request him. They may be able to provide it though. Because we normally, when we file a H1B, even though we filed in 2015, we normally keep ask the people, hey, give me all the 797s. So we will be able to pull out from our records. Final action date is not current. You have to consult a lawyer, not Mr. Narayan, if the final action date is not current. It would be better that you consult a lawyer. Can we apply H1B extension before six months? As it's taking more than six months. There is premium processing. You can always file under the premium processing. There's no need for you to uh, file. You are not allowed to file more than six months. You can file an amendment plus extension, but then it will going to cut your time anyway. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be uh, tomorrow at 3.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.